Everything as a Service Journal is an online publication built to help technology solution providers identify and quickly tap into new sources of recurring revenue. Welcome to the Zazzcast. I'm your host, Jay McCall. Cyber criminal activity has become one of the biggest challenges facing the world today. This year, for example, the damage costs for from cybercrime are expected to reach $6 trillion. That's up from $3 trillion just six years ago in 2015. To put that number in perspective, if it were measured as a country, cybercrime would be the world's third largest economy after the U.S. and China. Now, there's tons of uh, solutions and tools available to help combat various cyber attacks, but some of these tools suffer serious limitations, such as requiring laborious remediation processes or worse, overwhelming admins with thousands of high and critical common vulnerabilities and exposures, CVEs, that must be addressed right away. And not only is this latter challenge a recipe for burning out your security team long-term, but all these to-dos can dull a team's sense of urgency in addressing risks. Thankfully, there are new security tools and services available that use AI and other leading technologies to add context to security threats, helping MSPs prioritize the most important CVEs and helping automate incident response and remediation processes. Two specific security solutions and services we'll be talking about today on the show are Extended Detection and Response, XDR, and Security Operations Center as a service. Uh, Joining me today to discuss these solutions is uh, Jimmy Hatzel. He's the Director of Marketing for Barracuda MSP XDR. Jimmy, welcome. Hey, Jay. Thanks for uh, having me on today. Hey, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to um, uh, get into these technologies. I know that cybersecurity is such a top of mind topic, no matter what a VAR, MSP, IT solution provider, whatever they're calling themselves, whatever vertical they're focusing on, whatever maybe the core technology they provide, whether it's unified communications or uh, they're providing, you know, Microsoft services, whatnot. I mean, security is uh, at the foundation uh, of what they're offering or should be offering. And, but, but like I mentioned, you know, in the preview there, uh, it's a challenge that uh, many times these guys are short staffed and, you know, even though they might have tools that are giving them all these alerts, it's, it's hard to manually keep up with all that. You know, one type, you know, I know there's all different types of, you know, malware out there, but I know, you know, ransomware in particular is, is a, a great concern for many companies. It often lurks in hibernation um, before it's detonated. And, um, I'm wondering about it, you know, the technologies and solutions we're going to talk about today, like in particular, I guess, you know, the, um, uh, the SOC, uh, is there any way for, uh, the SOC to detect these types of malicious attacks before they're detonated? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I'll, uh, you know, I can, I can walk through like how that happens with, with our XDR product. Um, but before I do that, I just wanted to, to just, comment on some of the stuff you said, because I think we got a real awakening uh, last week, at least it's last week at the time, recording this uh, with Facebook going down for eight hours. Um, yeah. It, it, an interesting thing that happened is is my friend, uh, Mamadou, he is from Senegal, and um, he lost communication with his family during that entire time because his family all uses WhatsApp 
And, you know, all of Senegal and most um, other countries outside of the United States use WhatsApp uh, to communicate. Um, and I think like it like that, you know, we're still figuring out if that was a cybersecurity issue. I think Facebook saying officially it was a technology flub, but like that's the impact that um, cyber threats are really having on people. It's it's a real thing. It's not just about business. It's not just about money. It's billions of people lose the ability to communicate with each other uh, when we don't do this right. And and I think, you know, for me, that was a big reminder that the work that MSPs are doing is just so important. You know, all those VARs, the integrators, the Microsoft specialists, the unified communication, like they're the people on the front lines figuring this stuff out and making sure that we don't face those types of issues. And when they do come up, like there's people who are getting the calls, you know, like Facebook right. goes out, it's out of everyone's control, but every MSP got a phone call that way, they, the internet's down, you know? Um, so, you know, that I just wanted to get on that before, but, but ransomware, like that's what we're talking about right now. The first question you asked me. So ransomware is one of the major problems that our, our team is focused on solving, right? Uh, ransomware, business email compromise, movement to the cloud and helping people meet uh, compliance and regulatory standards. Those are like the big driving um, challenges that we're trying to solve with our product suite. And there's, you know, some factors driving that. Um, but when, when something happens, the, the quickness of detecting ransomware is usually what makes the difference. So I think like there's, we, we, we need to move away from this mindset that, uh, business it's possible to fully protect um your business um you know security is is a is a journey like barracuda we say your journey secured you know cybersecurity is a process not a product so we need to be able to you know we do our best to protect and we do tons and tons of things layered security or in uh you know de defense in depth all of that but if something happens we need the ability to respond quickly and um i think a lot of people underestimate what it's actually like when something like this happens you know what 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 was it like at facebook when when the um you know when all of their systems go down they can't even use their key cards to open the door right do you, i'm sure there was a manual somewhere that said here's what you do but like when you're bleeding out billions of dollars an hour like what actually happens and that happens on a smaller scale but still a very real, real scale for businesses so people don't necessarily make rational decisions when it's their business and it's important to have a cyber expert um available and you know we're talking about ransomware we have products and tools in our xdr platform to help protect from ransomware or stop it in the act if you know it breaks out on a machine but the most important thing that that we can offer to anyone i think is having one number to call for cybersecurity, uh, a 911 help center um, and a place to go when you have an actual cyber problem um, and that's really like the difference between a ransomware problem being, you know, one isolated machine that we help contain right away uh, or or a very, you know, public problem that, you know, went undetected for months. Yeah. Hey, you know, if it's OK, I'd like to just, you know, back up a little bit. I feel like, um, you know, maybe like myself, uh, our, our listeners, like the term, you know, XDR might be a little newer to them. Um, why don't you? You know, tell us a little bit about you know what exactly is uh, XDR. What what it all is it made up of, and you know where does it fit into you know the cybersecurity layers? Yeah, no, that's great. 
it's funny. We were doing XDR before we were do before we knew we were doing XDR. So, so, you know, we had an MDR product and, um, scout endpoint protection. And basically it's, an, you know, endpoint protection software, but it's combined with, uh, orchestration, dashboard, visibility, integrations to other products, uh, and the human, um, you know, interaction. And that's, you know, managed detection response. It's, it's not just the software. You get a human aspect too, to help if there's an actual problem. But what we built, um, with scout with, with our scout product is um, that for everything. So we have an email protection um, product that you know is all is fully managed. It integrates with the endpoint protection with everything else, such orchestration, you know, password resets, things like that, all under one dashboard. And you can do automation with that. We have traditional log uh, products like SIM services and everything's backed by our security operations center. So what XDR is, it's that same thing as MDR that we know and and um, you know has been a buzzword and people sort of have been understanding and moving to for the past five years, uh, but for everything else, because it's not just the endpoint we need to protect. We're seeing business email compromise, uh, major concern, and, and we're seeing seeing uh, multi-vector attacks. So, you know, MSPs and technology departments at companies everywhere, they need help managing all of the different logs, but all of the different management consoles. Like how do you manage your different management consoles? And XDR brings that all together and puts it all in one place. Okay. So, um, so I'm kind of getting a visual of like something that's bringing together all these different like security tools and services and kind of, you know, the, the phrase we hear like one pane of glass, is that kind of it? Like, so you're managing everything from one, you know, login rather than having to, you know, log into all kinds of different tools to, um, keep track of your security. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, like the products are always going to change, right? The MS endpoint protection right now is might, Maybe it will still be the same in five years, but it might not be the best, you know, whatever. Like, and, and there'll be new products that we don't know about now. Like maybe uh, for two-factor or passwordless logins or things like that, you know, new security trends that are happening. But the management and um, security expertise behind it, uh, you need one place to go for that and to orchestrate across systems. And that's that's the value that we can provide with XDR. So absolutely, it's one place to go for security. Uh, one number to call if you have a security problem, one dashboard, um, you know, one one partner for security is how uh, we like to think of ourselves. Now, with one of the challenges that I, you know, you know, mentioned earlier in the intro about, you know, that I hear when, you know, talking to, you know, MSPs is, you know, they're getting, you know, so many, um, you know, alerts on their log and, you know, everything seems to be high priority so that, you know, it makes it, um, difficult to really get to the, you know, the, the real big threats because they all just kind of get lost in the, in the shuffle there. Is, is there anything within this particular tool that addresses that, or is that a different um, tool's responsibility to help prioritize or give context to, to these uh, threats? No, absolutely. This is, you know, like it, there's, there's, there's actually some evolutionary, uh, changes happening on a, on a bigger scale um, that'll get into too. But we, we have uh, three different security monitoring products that are made to monitor uh, logs and, and we actually break them out for different use cases. So, you know, an MSP or a partner doesn't have to, like it makes it easier to consume when it's broken out that way. Um, and so like, say you, we, we have systems to analyze that data. So maybe it'll analyze a million logs 
um, and create a thousand uh, security events in the course of a given month. And we have tons of software that we've built, proprietary stuff, and we use um, you know other software that other people have built as well. Pull it in. We're constantly up, updating and, and changing that, um, and we use you know SIM technology um, or SIEM technology, depending how someone pronounce it. Uh, we have our own data lake to cross-correlate alerts, all of that. But that still leaves you with a thousand alerts to go through, down from a million. So our security operations center will actually manually review all of those alerts in, alerts in addition um, and bring that thousand number in a month down to 40 or 50 uh, of real alerts, because that's like that that's what it actually takes with weeding through security incidents. And then, you know, because we work with so many MSPs and the tools they use, we're much, much better at tuning in. We can get that number closer and closer and lower to actual security information. Um, and, you know, that is it's saving um, the MSPs tons of tons of time uh, and money really on, um, you know, management costs and, and time of working these systems. You know, how long does it take to manage a security pr uh, product for a month if it's, you know, giving you 100 alarms every day? And it, what if you didn't have to look through them and somebody called you if you had an actual problem and it went right into your ticketing system? And that's what we do. Um, but but the evolutionary change that I was talking about is this this movement uh, in security from a log centric approach to an orchestration um, and automation centric approach. So before uh, managed security service providers or MSSPs or you know, security partners, whatever you want to call them, we we're all focused on the log. Like, let's get as many logs as we can. Let's put them all in one place and let's tell you what's relevant. And what we found is, is in what the security world has really told us, um, the market has demanded, is that's not enough. It's not enough to just get security alerts. We need rules in place to automate um, changes and protection and all of that. And then we need to be able to manage our different security tools in one place too. So we're, we're at this, this, this evolutionary point where companies like Scout are, are moving way past just being like a, a SIM provider, you know, a SOC as a service SIM provider. And that's really where that extended detection response is, where we're not just focused on the log. We're focused on the log plus the management of it plus the ticketing of it, plus, you know, the password resets for users and the integration, you know, self-service and pushing it out through your PSA, all of that in one place. Um, and I think that that's the way that the market has to go. I think we got ahead of it and, and we're, you know, we're, we're sort of leading the way in this. Um, but I think all products uh, are, are moving in that direction uh, and they're going to continue to. So, you know, it's one of the, you know, leading you know, SOC as a service providers. Can you describe how, you know, SOC as a service can help with, you know, detection of malicious attacks, like, you know, ransomware attacks? And, you know, tell me like how SOC as a service works with XDR. Yeah, absolutely. So like, you know, I was talking earlier about like what it's actually like when someone has a security incident. And for most people, it's the worst day of their life. Imagine you're an MSP, you find out you're hacked. And, you know, a threat actor may or may not have access to your clients or your ConnectWise instance or whatever it is like that, like that's everything. That's something that has taken someone 20, 30 years to build, and it can be heavily, heavily damaged in, in 10 minutes. So what we do if we detect a problem, and, and this is how we can help people, you know, hopefully in most cases, you know, we're going to have the proper protections in place. We're not going to let it get that far. But what happens is when those security alerts are relevant, 
Uh, we'll notify the MSP. If it's a high alert, we'll call them right away, call everyone in the business until we get a hold of someone, push alerts through, do automated blocking, all of that stuff that we can uh, to contain it. And then once we get the MSP on the line, we'll, we send um, you know instructions on what to do. And we actually open up a um, incident response line. And our, our protocol is we'll escalate to a senior engineer, uh, senior SOC analyst, and we'll uh, actually add an incident response uh, uh, analyst as well. So someone who specializes in, in incident response. And from there, they'll, they'll start triaging everything. So they're focused on, um, on um, you know, going through the logs, seeing, you know, where this hacker, where, where this attacker might have been. Um, are they still in the system? How do we get them out of the system? Um, you know, what machines are affected, what products are affected, all of that. Sometimes this is an open Zoom bridge for 12, 24 hours in responding to things. Sometimes it's you didn't get hacked, but your customer got hacked and your information is involved and you still need help from the security operations center. You can have the best security in the world, but if, you know, all of your information was sent over to a third party vendor and they got hacked, like you're involved in the incident. And I think, you know, like we can help with those situations. And then, so you know, say we, we all get on this line, we have all of our analysts get in, we, we run through all the history, we can confidently say that it's contained. Well, I will write up um, an incident report of exactly what happened. It's all included in the MSP service. Uh, sometimes it's 10 pages, 20, 30, I've seen them upwards of 100 pages detailing every second of, um, you know, who did what, how it happened, how it was contained, what files were affected, all of that stuff. Uh, and this is information that the MSPs can then use for reporting, uh, can be, you know, sent to government agencies, uh, can be used in uh, insurance type situations. Uh, it, it's just, you have that layer of um, risk and responsibility shared with us and we can, you know, help you um, get through these this really difficult situation because we do this every day. You know, we know how to respond to these. We know how to act. We can be that, you know, cool-headed third party, really not third party, I'd like to think of us as, you know, a true partner, uh, but to, to make sure that you get out of it. And, and you know, if you have a security operations center in place, you're going to make the right decisions. So it's not just us, you know, like go find a SOC if you're not partnered with one, I would highly encourage it. You're going to make better decisions, um, you know, when those decisions are critical because you'll have, you know, experts who know what to do. Um, and then, you know, you also have, someone who's been through it, who, who can, you know, help you. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that the, you know, the SOC is just a growing necessity for, you know, these solution providers who, you know, want to be the uh, trusted provider for their customers and, and, you know, in the area of security, you know, the, the big question that comes up a lot of times when, you know, a MSP, you know, makes the decision to really, you know, take further steps into security is to say, Hey, should I invest in building my own SOC or, you know, should I, um, is SOC as a service a better choice? I was wondering if you could, you know, speak to that and, you know, as well as some best practices for those who may be evaluating, you know, these choices. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, I think like it, it, it really depends in most cases, you know, uh, it doesn't make sense for an MSP to build their own security operations center. I think people underestimate the cost of running it. So you you're going to have a large capital capital expense of tools 
um, right? You're going to need a SIM, you're going to need to, and then you're going to need to spend a ton of money on someone who knows how to configure it. And this is like highly specialized work. Like we have special SIM engineers inside of Scout, inside of our, you know, Barracuda organization on working on the Scout product um, who know how to do this stuff. Uh, and they're hard to find. Um, and you're going to get inundated with new noise and alerts and everything if you're not updating the use cases and tuning it all the time. So you really need someone full-time, preferably multiple people full-time working on that. Uh, in addition, you're going to need 24-7 coverage. Um, you know, hackers don't take breaks on Christmas Eve. Uh, they're actually more likely to attack on those uh, dates when they know people aren't going to be around in, in many cases. Um, so you're going to need to find, you know, people who really know security, both analysts and managers, people with experience uh, for 24-7 coverage. Uh, so when you're looking at all that, you're looking at, you know, five, 10 people minimum. And that's, you know, nobody gets like you're, you're on call on vacation if you have that many people, um, plus a big technology expense, expense, plus an audit, you know, to get through like a SOC 2 type audit. You know, if you, if you don't already have that type of certification, some knocks, many knocks do, many MSPs do, but it's very expensive. Um, and it, it, it's just like the economies of scale it just makes sense for, for most um, service providers to get it as a service and consume on a monthly um, monthly type billing situation. Uh, it's easier to package, it's easier to sell, and it's easier to predict. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just curious, you know, from what you see, you know, working with, you know, customers that are, you know, using your SOC as a service, what is typically the range and size of those those companies in terms of either what their revenue is or number of employees. Do you have a good sense of what the range is and maybe what the typical? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all over. We have um, international MSPs with hundreds of employees uh, and we have MSPs that's one or two people. Oh, wow. So it's that, I, I didn't think the range would be that big. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So even like a very large MSP, like I said, with hundreds of uh, employees, it still might make sense for them not to, and make that investment like you talked about um, mm -hmm. in, in their own. And if you go stuff. through the top 250 MSSPs, like that, mm -hmm. that MSSP alert list, uh -huh. you'll find multiple, multiple scout partners um, on there. Okay. Interesting. Good. Well, this is, this is, um, you know, very interesting. Is there, you know, anything else in terms of this topic we've been talking about, whether it's XDR or SOC as a service, maybe the opposite side, is there any particular pitfalls that you would you know, warn these MSPs to watch for as they're looking to go deeper and uh, providing security services to their customers? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think people make a mistake and think that, um, you know, secure, like one product is going to solve their security needs. Uh, security is an ongoing process and, um, you know, it, 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 you need to be thinking of, you know, not what tool can I get to solve my problem, but what's my security going to look like in six months and 12 months. Uh, you need to be pointing to a framework and following that. So you have some accountability and some, you know, really an insulating layer, um, of, of, um, risk mitigation saying, you know, something to point to if there's a problem, you know, what we were following, you know, these guidelines and recommendations, um, and, you know, I think like uh, test things, like if you're going to offer uh, security to your clients, let's check your own security and make sure it's in order. And, you know, like how, how do we know that? And, you know, test your security products internally and, 
Um, I, I just, I highly encourage MSPs to focus on their internal security um, as much as possible. And I think we can all do a little better. I think we all know that because uh, the damage that can happen from an attack, um, not just like cost of remediation or restoring backups or anything like that, but like your brand damage, like who wants to hire the company that just got hacked to do their IT um, it is so huge. Um, so I think like ask for help too. Like if we can help you, um, like I'm not, I'm not here to say, you know, Oh, people have bad security. They shouldn't be offering security. I actually hate it when people do that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like, let's work together and let's figure out how we can improve, um, you know, any, anyone's security, uh, to make it better. And, and, um, you know, let's protect as many people as we can, because this is not like, this is real. You know, Facebook goes down, people can't communicate. Company gets hacked, their family doesn't eat, right? There's their kids' college tuition payment, right? People lose their job. SMBs are the small, the biggest, the make up the largest employer in the United States. So while while you know the biggest employers, you know, employ tens and thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, the majority of people in the United States work for small and mid-sized businesses. And those people are getting their cybersecurity from the MSPs. So the, and the way I see it, uh, MSPs, IT providers, consultants, integrators, FARs, they are the ones protecting the American economy um, and, and other economies just globally um, from going under and being, you know, the victim of that, you know, third largest GDP, uh, whatever you said in the, in the intro uh, of cyber attacks. And, and it's really, it's our responsibility to solve this problem, whether we like it or not. Cybersecurity is not going away, like you said at the very beginning. Um, you know, everyone needs to be security centric, even if you're, you know, specialized in VoIP and phone systems or UCAS. Um, like you need to be security centric because we are the only people around to protect these businesses. There aren't others. Like there's no 911 for cybersecurity. It's us. The MSPs are going to get the call every single time. Yeah, good points, Jimmy. Hey, one thing I was just thinking about, you know, imagining someone, you know, listening to this who, um, you know, he sees this as a huge opportunity, but they still might have, you know, either, you know, sometimes with security, especially, it's just kind of like, you know, drinking fire from a fire hose. I mean, all the acronyms and, and um, it's hard to know, like, what's the next step to take? And, and I'm, I'm thinking also along these lines, is there any way to kind of get a feel for this kind of stuff just to see, is this really a fit for my company? That's something I want to really get into or, you know, not, um, what would you, what would you say to that person? What's, what's the, where would you want to direct them and, and to, um, kind of get their questions answered or take those, you know, next steps? Is there a good resource you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. And I just, you know, if you heard me typing for a second there, I was just checking to make sure it comes up on Google. But if you Google Scout Threat Advisories, um, we send out these advisories uh, multiple times a week and it's write-ups on threats. Um, and this is probably a good place to start because it shows what we recommend at MSPs to do. It's a completely free tool. Anyone can use it. You're not going to get like called a bunch of times or something like that. Like you just sign up and you, you'll get these threat feeds uh, sent to you. Uh, but also show like what changes we've made to our products or how our products can help protect from them as well. Um, so I think that that's really a great step. Um, I think, you know, any MSP can use it. It's something you can show to your end users. Great explanation. It's like, what is the threat? What happened? Um, how can you remediate it? And references and further reading. Very, very simple to the point. So Google Scout Threat Advisories and you can, uh, can sign up or you go to our website, getscout.com slash threats. 
All right, great. I'll, I'll actually include a link um, uh, in the notes here um, uh, on the website uh, for the podcast. So, uh, well, hey, thanks again, Jimmy. I really appreciate your time here today and uh, updating us on the um, you know latest things happening here in uh, cybersecurity technology. Hey, I'll just give you the final word. Any uh, you know final thoughts or takeaways you'd like to uh, share with our listeners? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I I just think you know anyone listening to this podcast, you're doing the right thing. It's a constant journey, and um, you need to do research and you need to you know keep keep working at it and educating yourself. So uh, if you're listening right now, I commend you and and thank you for for listening. All right, excellent. Hey, thanks again, Jimmy, and hope to catch up with you again soon. All right, thank you. Me too, Jay.